All right, here we go. Hey guys, uh, back for the fifth episode now. Uh, and today we've got uh, some of the OGs, as I was just saying, uh, on here with these guys. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> even if you uh, don't immediately recognize their names, you'll probably still say OGs. I, uh, I know Geodesic. Um, they've been around for a while. Uh, we competed against each other back when we were in DGFX. Um, and yeah. you know, you guys have, have continued to, uh, challenge a lot of the grid in, in a lot of the different classes as everything's progressed. And, uh, I think you guys even have your own series that you run too. So, uh, excited to get into talking with you guys today and learning about you guys a bit more. Um, and even for, for me, like, uh, you know, a lot of people that uh, or maybe some people, I don't know how many <laughs> actually end up listening or watching, but, uh, you know, if for, for a lot of them, it's, it's, uh, you know, we're putting a, a face to a name for the first time and, uh, yeah. it's, it's cool. You know, Miguel and, and Carlos both, uh, you know, have seen their names, uh, on iRacing or, or in, in, you know, the discord servers for such a long time, but, uh, you know, as is usual with, with sim racing and other online things, you never really get a chance to kind of uh, you know meet face to face or actually talk to them. So uh, it's definitely a cool thing uh, you know for me today to be able to do that with with people that I've been on the on the grid or against on the grid or been hosting for so long. Um, and yeah, definitely looking forward to it. So um, I guess you know as as is usual, we'll kind of get into some casual stuff. We'll learn a bit about uh, Miguel and Carlos to start, and then uh, you know we'll get into geodesic and you know, what you guys are doing now, what are your plans uh, for, for this season with Ivra uh, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so uh, Miguel, we'll, we'll start with Miguel, uh, I guess. And, uh, you know, we were talking before we, uh, we started up here, we're, we're all in the same kind of age range. We're getting, uh, yeah. starting, to, starting to push, push <clears throat> that 40, you know, mid thirties, 40 mark. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, time, we don't have it as much for the sim now, but you guys are still able to get on there. And, and part of that is just your, your lives become busier as you, you know, as you get into that like thirties and forties mark. Um, and, you know, part of that for you is you recently moved from Florida to Georgia, I believe, and yep. uh, picked up a new job, which is <clears throat> pretty cool. And I think a lot of people in the sim world will, will appreciate and kind of, uh, want to hear more about so why don't, why don't we start off with that yeah so um i just moved up to georgia as you said uh i'm actually working for collins aerospace uh i'm a uh, simulation technician uh basically what that means is uh i work uh, alongside with the air force they have a, a plane it's called the e8c j stars um it's like a reconnaissance plane essentially uh, it works alongside like the AWACS uh, plane, et cetera. Um, and it, essentially it's a simulator. It's like a level D simulator, the top of the line, basically. Uh, it's what the pilots train on. And I basically get to work on that every single day. Uh, so uh, uh, since I'm a pilot as well, uh, in my you know previous life, I should say, uh, I got some of my licenses and stuff like that. Um, so that kind of helped me to kind of get the job. Uh, and I used to be uh, in the Coast Guard as well. Uh, I did that for eight years. And really? the combination of all that stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, the combination cool, of all that stuff uh, helped uh, basically get me the job, and I basically get to fly a, a sim all day, every day. That's <laughs> so a pretty cool job. So you you have uh, yeah. like in real life uh, pilot's license as well? Is that like just a PPL or is it something yeah. else? Yeah, yeah. I have I have my private pilot's license and my multi engine. Uh, I was originally going to be a pilot, uh, you know, back when I was going through college and all that stuff. But um, with, with the uh, 08 crash and stuff like that, um, you know, being a pilot wasn't very financially feasible at the time, mm -hmm. uh, especially because you got to climb the career ladder, essentially, you know, basically start from nowhere, go through the regionals, and then maybe finally get into like one of the major airline car carriers. Um, and I just had too many friends that, um, you know, they graduated uh college and then they had like you know two hundred thousand dollars in debt uh for flying and stuff like that because it's very expensive i mean our, yeah. our license can run like 10 to twenty thousand. uh and you've got to log a lot of hours stuff. right before you even yeah get a exactly to, yeah so yeah. you know i i know i remember i had one that um you know he basically graduated couldn't find a job had to work at mcdonald's for a while and I think then he finally got a job at a regional and um, they were like, Hey, we'll hire you, but you got to take a pay cut. And it was like 24 grand Good essentially. Off. So he basically had to move in with his parents and uh, stuff. So, so seeing all that and just the trajectory of how things were going, uh, mm -hmm. I just basically decided to uh, switch my careers over to it, you know, yeah. because I've been doing computers all my life and, uh, and that's when I joined the Coast Guard too, uh, at the time. So um, cool. I did eight years with them. Uh, I was in a unit that, you know, they called them the Dog uh, Deployable Operations Group, um, and we basically did uh, a lot of like port security, like high va high value asset protection. And this is on the water, by the way. Uh, we mm -hmm. were on a thirty-two foot uh, boat essentially, and I was. Uh, the guy that was manning the 50 cal machine gun that was up in the front of it. So, what? Uh, <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, it's got like a 50 cal in the front and then like two 240s on the side. So, you, you know, it, you didn't want to mess crazy. with us on that day if we yeah. were out on the water. Um, do you guys like, and then I always been, like, just in, being in Florida, do you guys like, if you're out on the water, like how often would you like, be out and just like you know oh there's a floating thing of like coke or something like that from like stuff that's trying to be smuggled in like i hear about that kind nah, of stuff actually i never never really saw anything like that uh, oh yeah the only time the only time we actually did see like a drug boat was um when we were i was deployed to guantanamo bay cuba we could the coast guard basically protects uh that whole base um and we were out in the water i think it was maybe like a, a mile or two out from the coast and um there was basically just a drug boat that just came into our zone because we basically just have a security zone that we protect and it's just alongside the coast and uh, it came into our security zone so fast and it left so fast that we really couldn't do anything it was just like Crazy. oh well there it goes that but you know that's we, nuts how does it work with were, the, you know, like international waters because like are you between Guantanamo and Florida, are you in international or is it still within? Uh, it's, it's, no, it's international. You know I mean? Guantanamo is act, actually on the south side of Cuba. Okay. So more towards like, um, uh, like the pointing, pointy end of, of the yeah. island, but on the southern, southern tip. 
Um, okay. So you're nowhere near Florida or anything like that. So it's all. Yeah. But we have like our own security zone that, you know, basically all vessels have to, you know, follow essentially. So right. even, even the Cubans too. So that's cool. Yeah. Crazy. Cool, man. So that was, that was fun. Uh, and then I basically kind of hurt my back and I had to kind of get out of that. So, um, and that's when I basically picked up this job with the, the simulation technician stuff, uh, uh, helping the air force. Cool, man. Very cool. So, yeah. Uh, and Carlos, and that's my, that's my you, story. That's your, <laughs> that's your background. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not as exciting, I guess, but <laughs> I think, I think both Miguel and I have, have, have a very similar story in that we went to college and I mean, not just the two of us, but actually they're involved with, with flying their pilots. Uh, there's a few that have licenses and everything. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So we all kind of went through that phase. It's like, oh man, we love planes. I kind of want to get a pilot license and kind of go through that. So I did go to college for that as well. Um, but I never got to the practical stuff. I did. I did a couple semesters. Get most of the the written and technical uh, certifications done. And once um, once you got time for the practical and you know really start spending the money, then money ran out pretty quickly. Then yeah, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, I had I didn't really have much of uh, parental support for that and. I didn't qualify for a lot of the, the grants and loans in. And like Miguel says, like I basically didn't want to go in and spend 200,000 in, in loans and then come out and make 20 grand at the end of it anyways. So I was like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> so um, my brother's a computer engineer and ever since we were kids, like we've been destroying computers and putting them back together. So that's always been an inherent thing for that. Um, so I end up doing random odd jobs between between college and 2010 after I left uh, the airline that I was working for, um, and then I worked. I I got hired as um, as a sales rep for for a major credit card company here in the states, and then just through that through that ladder, I kind of sneak my way into data analysis uh, to kind of pretty much where I'm at now, uh, nice. doing uh, compliance and regulatory data analysis, um, big data and stuff like that. So not not exciting. I get to spend pretty much all day in front of computers, um, yeah. just crunching numbers. And See, but what, what he doesn't mention is he gets to work from home. Yes. And gets to raise <laughs> yes. I did. There's a first. <laughs> There's perks to that. Yes, there's perks yeah. to that. Um, yeah, basically, I'm sitting right now. I'm sitting at my work desk, and my rig is like right there on the other side. Nice. So good for sure. So he worked for a little while. He worked for a little while. Yeah. Uh, probably when I when we when we formed Geo about 2016, 17. Um, Was it? No, we started in 17. Uh, we started officially 17. in 17, 17, but we were in another team in 16. Uh, my daughter was born that year. So that first couple of years, he was actually very easy with her because, you know, she was in daycare or she was napping a lot of time. So you, you got plenty of free time in between naps to do a 45-minute race or 40-minute race or whatever it was. So I was able to, like, 
hardcore. I, I went like Sven Haas. <laughs> I was doing like four or five races during the day, you know, when yeah. when this when it was kind of like at the peak for us. Um, so yeah, it does have perks working from home for sure. But you yeah. know, with with time going by, the daughter getting older, and my my job responsibilities have kind of increased a lot too. So kind of mm. shifted away from being able to like oh. I get I get time to do a race, so yeah, yeah. So and that's all right. You know, that's sometimes, a biggest challenge. Yeah, just you know, new new challenges and stuff like that. And you know, maybe this is just you know more casual now, but still have fun with it, right? Yeah. Does she ever want to yeah, jump sure. in? Like, is she old enough to like? Be she's like, done oh, it. Yeah, cool. like, there's, she's done it. Yeah. She she's she's like I want to drive the cars, and it's kind of it's kind of cool to to see her experience that. She, I don't think she's like mentally ready for 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 that yet but it is kind of cool to have her ex you know share that with me uh if i pin if i paint our princess car maybe she'll be into that but <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny that is cool though man it's very cool yeah. yeah uh are you in um where are you in the states for some reason florida's popping out of my mind so but... yeah so so i i moved to the states in 2001 um and I was there for 20 years. And last year, right before COVID started, I moved to Orlando. Um, one of our one of our team managers was here, and Miguel was in Daytona. So we were all kind of concentrating in the central part of Florida. We were all trying to get everybody moved close yeah, to each other. Yeah. So we're kind of, <laughs> oh, it's, you know, obviously we like this area. You know, the theme parks are here, yeah. so um, mm -hmm. it, it was it was. The best option for us property was cheaper here, obviously. So we made that decision and literally we bought the house at the end of 2019. We closed on March March 16, and then like the next day they closed the borders to Europe and like the whole thing like really went south. Yeah. And we're like, all right, well, let's move all our stuff quickly. And then we moved here and then we were locked in for four months four or five months we really yeah. couldn't go anywhere like everything was closed so yeah and then miguel goes and grabs his shit and leaves so so it was, it was kind of one of those things but yeah i've been i've been in our in the Orlando area for like 18 months and pretty much will be here for quite a long time nice that's cool i uh we it's it's funny like my last trip anywhere really before COVID hit we um at graphite we did a team meet and we uh we went to the date 2024 for 2020 so we had a few guys yep. from europe come over and then my brother and myself flew down from oh, nice. toronto yeah it was, super cool. it was a great trip huh did we go 2020 carlos yeah well, we, we gone every oh, dang we could have missed that up yeah yeah yeah, yeah daytona cool. Daytona was always was always a big thing for us, obviously, because most of us are from Florida or within, yeah. you know, a driving distance of, of Daytona. Uh, so we always made yeah. a a big big trip of it. Uh, in a few years, we had we had some some of our guys that came from Canada, or some of the guys came from Belgium. Um, That's sick. So, but you know, I think last year, last year. We didn't really last year we only did a day like we did the saturday like we yeah, all we went saturday yeah it was a smaller group yeah mm -hmm. and we were we were kind of done by like 
I think it was like dinner time. We were like dinner there time. For, it was like ten to six. Yeah, and we were gone because the years prior, we we were there. The first year we went is seven eighteen. Yeah, we were there was, like when everybody days. was there. We did like all three days. Yeah, and it was just like a big. Yeah. you know party fest essentially yeah. and, uh, i mean it was crazy yeah That's and also had and to then, do, uh, it had to do because like it was the, the beginning of the dpi era it was like yeah. a 60 car grid like the race was incredible you know like yeah, it was good to go check all that and like it, it had like a really good party atmosphere yeah. and then as years gone by and like the grids decrease and Especially last, oh, no, the last weather, year. The weather was really bad. Too. And the weather is, yeah, we got rained out a few times. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think 2019, there was a massive storm, wasn't there? I think it was 2019. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, okay. it's funny. We're like, we're out of here, man. Like That year, like, my, brother came, my brother came from Australia, and, you know, he doesn't get to see this stuff every day. So it rained a lot on Saturday, and then... We come back on Sunday morning, and the race been red flag for hours already. You know, from yeah. dawn, and it's like, oh, let's just stick it out. I'm like, they're gonna call this race. We're not gonna see anything yeah. else. So <laughs> yeah. they they do they do let them race for maybe another thirty minutes, like you dry it out enough, so they race for another thirty minutes, and then they start pouring back down. And yeah. this is probably like nine thirty or ten in the morning. I'm like, they're gonna call it. And we stay there until they called it. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I could have been home by now. Yeah, and so, it was it was cold too. It Windy was cold and, cold and it was wet. Like you yeah, can do cold was, in, Florida, in Florida, you can do cold, but when it's cold and wet, you get it's brutal. miserable. It was miserable. for us. It was when we went, uh, and like I've been down to Florida in the past on like you know family vacation type things, but I couldn't believe how cold it was overnight. Like I think it actually was zero, and I. I like had yeah. originally yeah. meant to leave my winter jacket here, uh, just in the car, like at the airport when we flew yep. down and I just accidentally brought it with me and really glad that that accident happened because <laughs> definitely needed it. And for us, like, yeah. uh, you know, for, I think a few of us, it was our first 24 hour race ever. So, you know, like three of us, Richard Casper and I, like we all like toughed it out. We stayed up for the whole thing, which, does get really difficult at, at, at like a certain point because yeah. you're like i'm just like i can barely keep my eyes open <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um but definitely worth it and uh it was it was an amazing trip it was definitely a ton of fun so hopefully for us i think yeah once restrictions come down a little bit more uh spa or uh le mans i think 24 would be our next meetup which i'm looking forward to getting yeah. back over to europe I haven't been there for a long time should be super cool. Yeah, that's yeah. I haven't been I haven't been to Europe in since 2017. I went to the expo like right right after I came oh, back nice. from deployment. I uh, went to the expo, met up with my old team uh, at the time, and did mm-hmm. uh, rented a uh, BMW track car, uh, ran around Norwich Life and everything. Amazing. It was the, the craziest thing ever. Yeah. It was so much fun. Because you you don't think like okay yeah you know these tracks are laser scanned etc but then when you actually go drive it in real life it, it's it, everything was exactly the same like I didn't mm-hmm. feel like out of place or anything like I knew where I needed to break like where all the turning markers were especially at North Life too which is like that's a lot of corners yeah uh, and it, it was great it, that was a pretty 
pretty fun experience. So we're definitely looking forward to to kind of go back nice. uh, again. Yeah, hopefully next year. So that yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I think. But same. hopefully the Sim Expo next year. I think that would be a good thing to get to. Um, so yeah. cool experience. And again, just you know, meet meet more people that you you know them and you know their names, but you've never you know seen them or yeah, yeah. met them. So yeah. that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, and speaking of the grid size with the with Daytona and just in general, are you guys looking forward to the new uh, LMDH cars? Oh yeah, it like it's, yeah, it's there's a fun. lot of people already that are entering, which is yeah. sick. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big DPI fan. Like I'm not a huge fan of the hybrid stuff. Um, he doesn't uh, like as long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as long like as it's like automatic. The boost button. Uh, the boost button, <laughs> yeah, like the LMP ones. Yeah, because the LMP ones in iRacing were like you basically just drove it manually. Like it was always manual boost button. Yeah, the, right. the automatic stuff never wor never worked correctly, anyways. So mm -hmm. that kind of so soiled my experience a little bit. It's like ah, I don't want to memorize you know boost percentages by sectors around the track. That's so dumb. But yeah, it's hard. So, it's hard to do, man. I could never drive them because yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't just, yeah. I, I couldn't work it like efficiently enough to, to get through right. a lap yeah. to keep it maintained for a whole oh, race. Not only that, but setting up the car was just, you needed to know so much more in terms of, of like data mm -hmm. uh, and how to set up that car specifically. Uh, so it's kind of why we had like our own specific engineer for that car that just all he did was just LMP1 steps for us. Right. Um, and then after a while, kind of like the allure of driving those cars just kind of went away. And, yeah. You know, then mm. they're kind of at that state now where it's kind of like, do we really need them? Like we could probably get another car that. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, think, so we'll I think it's, it's, I mean, I love, I love the idea of the, the, the hypercar and the LMDH. Um, it, it feels a lot like 2017 with DPI when everyone was, mega interested on it like everyone wants to participate so i think there's a lot of excitement uh, mm -hmm. in the real life race obviously um but translating that into into the sim specifically it's like well is it gonna be just a more <laughs> powerful you know p2 i mean what are they gonna yeah. drive like um yeah. and and like miguel said like bigger challenges with with the prototype so it's been you know the the setting up of the cars and stuff like that. And yeah, it, it's one of those things that if you miss it by just a little bit, you're off the pace. Like the win the, the window for the setup are so small, mm. and you know if you're not there, um, you know you, you're off the mark. And obviously, you know now there's everybody selling sets, and you know there's a million schools out there, but you know, they're never really going to sell you a competitive set. So you need to find ways to do it and they're not tricky even even the prototype which we're fairly confident in in, in working with that car mm. it's still one of the more complex ones and the ones that we we have to dedicate the most amount of time to try to set up and even even road atlanta that we just did like we felt yeah. we felt oh, we were man. so far off the mark you know really i, mean, I thought you guys were at least for a little bit doing well <laughs> yeah well so so we end up we ended up uh, with two cars on top split um mm -hmm. which, which actually we, me, me and carlos were in a car we we're like hey let's just have fun this race take yeah. it easy we probably won't make top split 
because uh, it's only like you know what was it 12 cars it total 12 car. it wasn't had and to be 12 cars yeah and we uh ended up being the 11th car i think yeah. or the 12th car yeah. so and our average was 6500 so we were like oh my god you know like we're just yeah. we're in top split now we'd like no pace because we didn't practice we just were like hey let's just do this for fun yeah <laughs> um, oh man yeah it's one of those it's one of those things uh, especially because it's road Atlanta. so road Atlanta, we don't we don't i mean we've done thousands of laps there on pretty yeah. much any car um yeah, yeah. but we were i think we missed we missed the aero part of the car and we yeah were like, like really <laughs> everybody kind of went with like the, the most minimal wing ever and yeah. we were like two clicks higher so we were just mm -hmm. like down on the street so yeah. you know it, it, we were just getting out accelerated like every single like corner basically which is yeah. stupid because it's like you know we've seen like real data for road atlanta in the audi for example like you know back in the day um and they they were running like pretty uh, tons of weight and like yeah. the springs and everything were like super stiff and then here in iRacing it's like Oh, run the softest set possible, and yeah, you know, almost no wing, and you'll be fast. <laughs> even, even, even like rare life Daytona. Like we were looking, I, I think it was, um, I think it was oh, in yeah, the Conti yeah. race. So we were in the paddock of the Conti race, the what's now the Michelin Pilot Series, and we're walking around and we're going through like all the cars and like all the GT4s were running like max wing, like. Mm. You know, you could see where the wing is set up, and you see yeah. the notches, and you're like trying to trying to match it to the numbers. It's like, well, if they have <laughs> if they have six six holes to put the wing on, you figure multiply that by two, so like twelve, right? So wing from one to twelve. They were all running like five or six, like all the way. And you're like, how is that even a thing at Daytona, right? And then you think about it, it's like, well probably the same may not be truly accurate to what they really run in real life so we kind yeah. of and that was one of the really one of our biggest challenges yeah we all come from 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 real motorsport background we're all done carring we're all done real driving track dates autocross. i mean we all we all come from that and uh, to actually this, to answer i was watching that podcast you did with uh matsky now was it matsky or was it uh, the one before that Slade or Manuel, sorry, you were or all no, um, you, were, you were you were you guys were talking about carding. Uh, I don't remember who it was with. I just wanted to answer your oh, question. It was there is, uh, it was Max. There is yeah. a uh, uh, carding endurance uh, that if you wanted to join, you could. Uh, they do it here in Florida too, um, mm. like for Daytona and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So they, I just wanted to be like, yeah, there is stuff like that here That's if it. you were interested in doing it. So, yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that'd be, that'd, yeah. Be, that'd be wild. I know I saw it when, I think just when we were leaving, I saw maybe on Instagram, like Ricky Taylor and Jordan Taylor were both doing something. There was a 24 hour race that mm -hmm. following weekend at Daytona. Um, yep. Yeah. 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 I did that yeah. race with them. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've done, I've done, I've done, I've done three 24 hours. I done like ten or fifteen, ten hours. I done a few six hours. Um, there's actually, but it's like it's like real. It's like a real race. 
you know yeah that's if, if you really if you ever really wanted to experience what 24-hour lamar 24 hours really feels like you can do those yeah and it's just just brutal and and i will actually even say that's even more brutal because driving a, a car it, it it's more physically demanding than it is uh, yeah. than it's a real car so even though they're like four strokes they're not like the 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 FIA carting, you know, one twenty five or the shifters, mm-hmm. so they're not that powerful. But still, especially depending on the track, like the Daytona track was actually fairly wide and smooth. Um, so there wasn't a lot of loading on e- either side. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of sweeping corners, so you didn't really get beat up too much on that race. But last year, January twenty twenty. We did 24 hours of Orlando, and that was at Orlando Carding Center, which is a certified carding track. So that's a, that's yeah. much much smaller, um, and they were using uh, Briggs and Stanton's LO6s engines, so they're a little bit more powerful than your regular Honda four-stroke. Okay. And that race, you we we got beat up. Like we yeah. we were five manning. Each car, we have three. And I was actually running with the guys from Satellite Racing for friends of mine. Oh, um, so um, that's cool. We did that race, and I I only got to drive like three hours total because I, I just couldn't physically take it. It was that that's demanding. Nuts. Yeah. So is it kind yeah. of like those those events? Are they kind of like an, an arrive and drive? Like they've got yeah, you know, well, yeah, kind of like cheap entry level suits that you throw on, and like you know the the padded like. Hans device that you just kind of like put on um, to your shoulders type thing. Like it's not an actual thing. Yeah. So, so I started, so there's, there's two companies. So there's two big groups that actually organize them. So the first ones when I first started, they're essentially an arrived company. They, they balance everything. Um, so we started with us and they're like dino cards. They're older, older cards. Uh, but you essentially just have to show up, pay your entry fee, and you get assigned a card, and Sweet. you know off you go. Um, and then as that kind of became more popular, um, one of my friends, um, TJ Selma, who worked for for my labs, um, he kind of segregated and started organizing his own thing, and he essentially made it to the point where if you if you have your own chassis. You can bring your own chassis. We'll just provide you the engine. Um, mm. Or if you don't have a chassis, you can rent that one from from uh, from Praga or from from Burrell or any other manufacturers. You can rent them out, and then right. we you know we rent you out the the engine and everything like that. So, um, and then yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. We it's very few times that you can say it's like oh yeah, I race carts with. Jordan and Ricky Taylor, JJ French, um, RC Anderson, you know, like all this guy, especially especially the Taylor brothers, because the Taylor brothers lived like twenty minutes from me, which is actually pretty <laughs> hysterical. Yeah. I found out <laughs> years after. Um, so there's been a growing interest from like real drivers to do this this race. Um, That's cool. So it's it's a cool event. It's a cool event. Um, it's just demanding, so. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. And uh, I guess going back to the sim. So you guys, you guys did 
Petit Le Mans, you had two cars. You said the the P two kind of uh, was yeah. We uh, you guys got yeah. Killed. It was uh, no. We what happened was uh, me, me and Carlos were in a car, and then Graham okay. and our top driver were uh, in the other car. So like I was the number one driver for a while for a couple of years, um, and then finally we got some people that kind of rose up to the ranks. Um, and then now I can basically kind of step back a little bit and kind of focus more on the the management side of things mm-hmm. uh, with Carlos because Carlos was also, you know, me and him basically run the daily operations of the team right. uh, and, and everything else pretty much. Um, so they were basically the top car, so they, they have pretty good pace. And it was just me and Carlos with no you know, practice at all. Right. Uh, so we were like – we ran a little bit but then you know road atlanta is basically where you kind of have to force yourself through the traffic so you don't lose time because all yeah so i didn't want to kind of ruin you know these other top teams race you know by kind of you know being a little dickish when it comes to passing traffic and stuff like that Mm -hmm. uh so we were like hey let's just park it um we'll go do the you know the 12 um which will and that's you know that's what basically we did so um, but they, it, the funny thing is we still got killed anyways in that race. <laughs> uh, yeah. As you saw, as you saw from the video from, from yeah. that guy, I mean, he apologized yeah. and all that stuff, and, yeah. but it's it like one of those, he had like a blonde moment where he, he was just like, you know, at the end of the bottom of the hill, just kind of just turned in and in a rush to I just burst out yeah. laughing. He was, he yeah. was one of those things that he was so bad. Like we instantly just started laughing because yeah. Like <laughs> I just hysterically yeah. was laughing. I just yeah, it was yeah, just like okay, well I get I get my Saturday back. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, so Miguel does a stint. I go watch TV. He does a stint, I do a stint. I was literally on my way to the pit yeah. and I didn't even see the car. And I all like when I opened my eyes, like what happened is the cars flipped upside down. Yeah. And, but like Miguel says, like one of the one of the so we put Especially Petit Le Mans, I always try to try to make that race is one of my favorite special events. Mm. Um, but yeah, comf- it was like five o'clock. We're like, well, I got to be my wife now. I was like, let's go to the park. It's like, yeah. it's like, oh, whatever, you know, just go. Yeah, back. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, ah, let's go do something else. Now. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't and, so bad. You know, you guys. But if it, 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 uh. Sorry, uh, just just for anybody that's watching here, I've got a not great connection. I'm not at home right now, and so sometimes there's some stuttering or delays between us, and we kind of uh, have to refigure out where we are in the conversation here. Uh, so sorry about yeah. that to you guys and, and to people watching. Um, what I was gonna say though is, uh, you know, you guys posted those videos, and uh, from the onboard, absolutely what, what you said, Carlos. You you know, you couldn't see him until it was just the impact was there. Um, yeah. Do you guys find that you're kind of like the allure of special events is a little lost now? Um, yeah. Yeah. Compared to uh, a couple seasons absolutely. ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the difference, like when we first started, uh, if those who don't know, I'll go, kind of go through the history of, of our team. I was basically like uh, with another team, Revolution Sim Racing. And they did like a lot of project car stuff and things like that. Uh, and I was always 
I was like an iRacing hater from the get-go. I was like, oh, look at that game, you know, look at that sim, it looks so trash, you know, the, the graphics are <laughs> so dumb. Um, and um, we took, I took a break, or we took a break from Project Cars, um, and I basically was like, okay, cool, you know, three months, I'll, I'll try iRacing. And within like the first couple of days, I was hooked. Um, yeah. With the Miata and then like, especially like the oval stuff, the, the cup car, no, not the cup car, the carb cup with the truck. Carb cup? At yeah, the cup. Yeah. Oh, on the truck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was doing that, like, <clears throat> exclusively. So then we basically were like, okay, well, let's go do our, let's go do an endurance race. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, <clears throat> sorry. So we did Daytona, and um, we actually podiumed uh, that race. Nice. It was in the McLaren. And that's and for me that was it. Like I was like that was the bug that I needed. I was like, oh my god, this is like the best. Uh, so then basically what happened was uh, because of the time zone difference, which is actually happens a whole lot with people on in different teams and stuff like that. Um, I was basically looking for kind of like an American team mm -hmm. and really find one. And um, the owner of Geo. Um, he had posted uh, a, like a meetup to basically, because back then IMSA, uh, the official races for IMSA were like super dead. Like, you know, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, it, it was just like a ghost town. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he basically day. had posted, yeah, yeah back, <laughs> this was like 20, yeah, this is 2017. And um, so he had posted just to get more people to kind of show up to do these, the US time slots and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, I basically replied to the forum post. And I was like, yeah, I'll join, I'll join up. So, um, and then we kind of raced against each other and that's how we kind of hooked up. And uh, nice. they, were, they were part of um, uh, SRT. Uh, yeah. What was the full name for that? Uh, Speedworks. Speedworks. Yeah. Speedworks Racing Team. Obviously. Yeah, and they've yeah, competed yeah. in DGFX in Ivor before yeah so, uh, that yeah, was the team that Carlos yeah, yeah. Um, so they they were a, whole, a group kind of together they they were kind of separating from from SRT and my group was kind of separating from RSR so you know I was kind of like the link up essentially be like hey like I have my guys and you have your guys it's just kind of you know make it all one and uh, that's kind of how geodesic came to be cool and uh, you know that kind of we got kind of got repopulated the IMSA time slot and uh, that, you know, that basically helped a whole lot um, to what it is now, essentially, because, you, you know, now, you, you know, the competition now is way higher than, than what it was you know, oh, yeah. you know, a couple a couple of years ago. Like, it's just crazy seeing all these, all these guys just come in and, and you know, just kind of tear it up. Yeah. Uh, and so that's how basically we, we, we basically kind of got our start um, and then we went like super hard, try hard mode on yep. Daytona, uh, where we were doing like basically two to like four hours a day practice, like the month before yeah. for yeah. Daytona. Yeah. So it, it, like I did like 1500 laps. I think everybody did almost like a thousand plus laps. So that's a lot of hours. Yeah. So Daytona comes around and that was <laughs> back then when the servers were really, really bad. You remember? Yeah. 
like every time for special events, like those servers would just instantly crash. Not yeah. not how it is now. Obviously, yeah. I'm, I'm super happy that they kind of fixed that. Um, yeah. So we basically were uh, in top split. We were the number number two car, I think, the first or second car. I remember because mm -hmm. my qualifying time uh, was like P8 out of you know everybody. It was like in the top ten essentially. We just didn't have the I rating to basically get. Yeah. you know to top split and at that time i think we were all like three thousand i rating something yeah. like that it's crazy <laughs> how time flies yeah. yeah uh so the server crashed and i think we went um we got i got kicked out because i was driving first and uh we went a whole lap down but then kind of it brought er everybody back in line again just because everybody the server was kind of kicking everybody out so it it, it, it uh, that race by a whole full, was probably like one of our, our best, like in terms of like being able to practice. Let's put on the go. Just one sec. Go right. So, and then after that, like a couple of, to what it is now, you know, like you, you kind of look back and it's like, oh man, you know, it's, it's, it was so much fun. But then now, you know, like for example, this past race road Atlanta, it's just like, and you know the full course cautions you know it's not like a hot lap event from start to finish sorry miguel so, i'm gonna just jump in for a second can you hear me yeah, yeah okay. we got you okay cool i i glitched out so i think it probably didn't record there either do you want do you mind going back to just the part where uh the qualifying, like you were qualifying, but it wasn't top, the top split. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, if you remember, like before, then the uh, the qualifying was separate, right? Not during the rate, the actual race. Um, so you know, throughout that whole week, you know, we were basically qualifying, and I basically managed to be like top end. And even to this day, I think I have the fastest uh, Ferrari GTE lap uh, really? world record. Yeah, That's cool. Uh, I think Dejong Dejong is number two. Um, I don't know who else, but um, so we so we but because of our I rating, you know, it's not like an average now, like it is. It's we, you know we just didn't have the I rating. Yeah, uh, you know, but we aside from the server problems, we did super well. We won that race, nice. um, and then even throughout that year, like you know, Sebring and et cetera, we did really well uh, uh, as a team. And then we kind of joined up with, you know, DTFX. We were like, hey, like, you know, it's, it's like, you know, full stewards, you know, all this stuff. And that kind of just basically ruined us to, to what it is <laughs> now we're working. We, yeah. we kind of now don't really have the patience, so to speak, I guess, because we're older and we've kind of done it uh, a couple times now where we're just like, yeah, it's it's just you know, it's like it's a race. Let's just do it, you know. But our main focus is like Ivy League. That's that's like our bread and butter essentially. Yeah. Uh, and even before that, again, you know, DGFX, where we just loved. We, and it's funny too, because when we first started, I don't know if you remember specifically, but you know, we had like we would always have the worst luck. In that series. <laughs> like, like yeah. 
Like, I don't know if you remember specifically uh, Daytona at DGFX where we like won two and then we got taken out. I think, yeah. Uh, I was we say got that. taken out by like an amp. An M car, we got to take it out in M car. In the, both cars yeah. got to take it out uh, yeah. in turn one. I was just gonna say turn one. I, I remember uh, something about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, because we did. We like we even practiced like because uh, it was open qual. So we were like, hey, let's work together. And so yeah. you know, we we just like our qual time was like half a second faster than everybody else. Uh, but yeah, that that really like I was so mad <laughs> for that race specifically. But and that's kind of where for for us it's kind of funny because every time we get to like the last twenty minutes of a race, we usually don't say anything. Like our our thing now is you know don't say anything about the race, just just focus because we've always had worst, the worst luck when it comes to like the last twenty minutes. Something will always happen to us because we say something. We're like, hey, like Your oh own man, like we're so <laughs> Yeah, we're like. Bro. Commentator scripts exactly. Like, oh yeah, we're P one. We're doing well, and then like a couple laps later, boom! Like we got taken out. Something like that. So now we just don't say anything, and uh, we kind of just just do our thing. That's, it's kind of sort of worked out for us now, where you know we kind of and, and to go to go to go back and, and kind of answer your question whether the special events have kind of faded. I think overall it, they have faded for pretty much the entire community that's been. That's been around for like longer than, you know, a couple of years. I will say. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Even even like the bigger teams are not showing up in masses like they used to. Like Kwan doesn't even show up to special events anymore. Yeah. Just Daytona and just like they'll do Daytona because that's Le like Mans. the bigger one and Le Mans because yeah. Mans. But yeah. they like they used to be there every every single mm -hmm. every single special event and obviously. Mm -hmm. You know now there's there's paths there's all the all the other you know money yeah. money, all the money championships yeah. which obviously they're going to focus on that um, and just overall the influx of of user base when when we started there were less than there were less than eighty thousand users in the service you know some yeah. some number like that and over the past five years it's double double or triple you know not not counting Smurfs again. <laughs> Overall, like the the, the player, <laughs> the, the user base has so so massively, and and obviously that inflates the uh, that inflates the I rating um, with without I rating decay and any of that sort of stuff. So you get to seven K and you just go do another account, and then that seven K stays there. That seven K is not being redistributed somewhere yeah. else. So. Yeah, that's why if you go to if you go to like the world stats, like the, the driver stats, like Gregor Hutu, it's still in the top twenty. You know, uh, why good and like all those guys that haven't driven in years, they're yeah. still there. You yeah. know, so if they were to sign up today, they will still take all the top split spots regardless. So, um, yeah. and 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 it, and even then, back then, it was super tough. Yeah, for like a brand new team to essentially. Yeah, kind of try and rise up through the ranks. Yeah, just because you needed to know, like the inside and outs of right. the the sim, you know whether that's the ex, you know whether that's the exploits for the setups and stuff like that, which is a very big part of of the sim. Unfortunately, you know that's yeah. just 
Um, and, and with us, you know, for example, it, it was kind of very hard for us to kind of make that difference when making setups because we would kind of gear setups more to like a realistic uh, side of things. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And we had to basically kind of, you know, decouple that and push it to the side and be like, okay, this is a game. At the end of the day, it's a game. And yeah. your your job is to essentially find the loopholes to, to basically go fast. Uh, yeah. Yes, there is a component to, you know, the, the driver and talent practice, of course. Yeah. But, you know, to get those little bit of extra tense, you need, you know, the setup has to, you know, otherwise if you compete, you know, with things, you know, I think I lost you there for a second again at the steps. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I think right, I think right. I lost you. I think I lost you there again at the the setups. Just as you were saying, uh, you know, it it is a game, and and you've got to treat it like that. So you've got to kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going to try to figure out the best way to to get where you need to be. Right, right, right. So yeah, it, yeah. Unfortunately, at the end of the day, like as much as they want to say it's a sim. You know, we've seen, we've kind of peered through that, you know, curtain, so to speak. And real world cars you can compare to, you know, it's just like, well, you know, maybe they're fudging the numbers a little bit mm -hmm. uh, here and there, et cetera. So, yeah. uh, so once you have that kind of mentality to, to basically, okay, I need to basically, you know, set up this car, like, super loose with no wing and, and you know stuff with you know max tires because you know the tires don't really give you a penalty so you can just max out the cambers mm -hmm. and uh the toe to give you that extra little grip on the exit and so it you know it's just little things like that uh but that was before then obviously now we have you know the like carlos was saying the plethora of setup shops mm -hmm. and stuff like that that will give you or provide you really that really decent baseline where mm -hmm. All you have to do is really kind of just tweak it to, to your driving style yeah. if you know what you're doing, obviously. And, and that so, brings a whole bunch know. of bunch of people that, if you think about it from a from a from a gatekeeper kind of way, right? It's like they shouldn't be at the front of the pack. You know, mm -hmm. they don't have the knowledge, but it does allow them to be there. You know, even though they're two thousand or three thousand I rating and they're fighting yeah. with five six K guys just because mm -hmm. technically they are on the same pace and the setups kind of allow them. So it's kind of, it's kind of a balance and of, of what school of thought you come from. Kind of how you see it, you know, it's definitely yeah. something I've noticed. Like, you know, my I rating right now is it's, it's low. It's like, you know, 2,500 or something like that. Um, and you know, if I, if I get into just, you know, privately hosted things or stuff like that, where there are other people with, with higher I ratings, you know, sometimes yeah. it's, you're on pace with those guys and you're like, okay, like, so, you know, my pace is not necessarily as slow. Uh, right. And something that you notice is yeah. sometimes it's like, there's a big difference between being fast and racing and having race right. craft. Do you know what I mean? Right. And sometimes it's, you know, yeah. there are people that are there and, and there's, they are super fast but it's, it's almost like it's bumper cars. It's just, 
I'm fast right. and this is where I want to go. So yeah. Yeah. Away and, and yeah. And you, it's and not you racing. It's yeah, you, you see that a lot in top split where, you know, a lot of those people, you know, have are, are super quick, right. but, you know, they have this kind of mentality where it's like, okay, I own this track. You're, I don't care about you next to me. Right. Yeah. And, it, you know, they kind of, the race craft just kind of goes out the window, you know. It, yeah. it, it, and in a way, like iRacing is kind of sort of to blame for that. You know, just because there is no penalty for there, there's like no live stewarding for that, and yeah. you know, eventually that kind of just gets to you. You're like, well, what's the point of putting all this time if you know Joe Blow is gonna dive to the inside of, of my corner um, and spin me out when really he had he's coming from like three four car lengths back, <laughs> yeah. and you know just takes me out and ruins my race. You know, it's just like, what's the if point? Get like, I'd rather after go. A while. Yeah, yeah, it, it gets tiring. Um, yeah. and, and you see that, you see that a lot. But I mean, you know, that's just kind of how things are. And, you know, you kind of just have to move on. And from there. But, you know, it, the funny thing is, it's like you watch, like, and you can see that, that the drivers are, you know, they stay relatively clean. It, it, because again, they have you watch to. what, sorry? Um, I'm saying that, uh, you know, if you watch like IVRA, Neo SEO, you know, mm -hmm. like those leagues have such a stringent, you know, policy when it comes to, you know, right. racecraft and driving that mm -hmm. those drivers have to, you know, basically have to adhere to that stuff. So they have to play nice. I, I mean, sometimes that obviously yeah. doesn't work, but, mm -hmm. you know, they get the penalty that, you know, they, they deserve instead of just nonchalantly. <laughs> You know, keep on driving, keep on driving. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, as you just continue on to your yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, it's not think, a question. Uh, of... Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say. So they can do it. It's just, you know, unfortunately, the the way the the competition is set up, you know, uh, with these, you know, official races and stuff like that is is just kind of yeah. And the protest system as well. That's that's another topic. That's that, a whole you know, other. That's probably like a whole <laughs> other, other bag. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, uh, what were you gonna uh, say? I was gonna say. Uh, I'm just gonna ask this, and, and then I'm gonna jump up fast. So I won't be on camera, but I'll I'll yeah. be myself, and I'll still hear you guys. Um, the first race we had in endurance this year, and you know, it's not uncommon that that especially in endurance, the first race season can be a little sloppy. Just to be frank. Um, you know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of, uh, it seems like everybody is just very anxious to get things done. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I've got to make this move now. I've got to get by this person right now. Um, yeah. And it's like, you're, you know, maybe it's, it's, it's the off season and, and you're not used to being in stewarded sessions again. Uh, or maybe it's, you know, uh, remembering that, you know, it's not the same as, as official. Um, and also, you know, there are a ton of new faces, so it's they're not used to what the the system is that that we have, right? Um, yeah. What did you guys see in the first race? Uh, like, did you find that from your side, uh, or was that more of a perceived thing from kind of like watching watching the broadcast? Uh, and and like, what's your take on that? Just given like what we were just talking about with uh, um, you know, top splits and stuff. Uh, like that. I, I, no, I I agree with that that statement. Um, the 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 funny thing is, is that us driving, you know, DGFX and stuff like that, we've, we've always seen throughout the seasons, especially like, 
um, you know, the pre-qualifiers are, will always be super clean just because everybody's just trying to, you know, make it essentially. So they're gonna, you know, adhere to the rules and be like, okay, we only need to make like top eight and we'll be fine. Something like that. But usually the first race, uh, that's where kind of like the other drivers of the other teams kind of get in. They haven't really practiced, uh, and stuff like that. Um, you know, they practice with them themselves, but not with traffic, uh, especially if they didn't have time to join the FB sessions. But um, usually that first race, we've seen that it's always kind of be a, a bit chaotic. And then uh, the second race onwards, it's, it's usually fine. So so we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, see how I the rest. I think I think the bigger the bigger issue it's always I mean the first the first race is always gonna be chaotic and, and with new faces. Um, yeah. But it, to an extent also at least particular this particular round of, of the championship, you know, with the new with the new format, you know, with three three races and three races. Now the first round is like, okay, this is do or die, because if you if you do if you don't do well uh, in that yeah, first round, you're essentially going to yeah. be in the back foot for the rest. So yeah. you it's can fair. see that level of aggression probably going up a little bit uh, on that first round. Um, okay. I, I think for the most part, all the other ones, um, all the incidents that I saw, I mean, and that's the biggest difference, that I don't think there was an intentional thing. I would, well. There might have been one, but I'll reserve my judgment on that for, for private conversations. So, but aside from, from that one team, you know, most of the other ones are going to be racing incidents, or they yeah. felt like they were racing incidents. Obviously, yeah. some of them are going to get penalized, some of them are going to be neck yeah. codes, some of them are going to be whatever whatever outcome. But they were not not out there trying to intentionally wreck somebody. Other, which happens, like Miguel say, happens on happens now on pretty much every official i'm on the inside if i track out wide and take you out so be it i know my car is going to be okay because i'm on the inside yeah right? they use your car as so they so they they using they using the physics of the of the sim yeah. in that regard yeah which which sucks but we, you don't see that as much in aviary which is a great thing and mm -hmm. and obviously that's because there's penalties for every every one of those incidents um but I mean, it should be okay. Uh, it's obviously also track dependent. Some tracks are just gonna be worse than others. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it, it's funny that too. Like, I don't know if you remember Julian though, but like you know, a couple of years back with DGFX, we didn't really have like that penalty matrix, uh, etc. So it was just kind of like, you know, the penalties weren't as severe, so to speak. I mean, obviously now it's nice that we have the drive-through and, and stuff like that, but right. I don't even remember, but, you know, that looks like a really big thing where everybody was just, every race was just basically, like, crazy. It was just, like, you know, people were just driving really crazy, and, and you know, eventually, like, that's that's where that, you know, everybody was just like, okay, we really need to come up with more harsher punishments mm -hmm. to kind of get to people's mind where, you know, it, it's fine to tell people like, hey, guys, like, you know, you guys need to cool it down, blah, blah, blah. But that only goes so far. Like if, yeah. if after a couple of races, you don't see that, 
then you'd be like, okay, you mess up. That's like, you know, 10 seconds stop and go and there goes your race. Like, sorry, yeah. but yeah, you know, you guys need to kind of get your head around that, uh, uh, around that fact that, you know, you, maybe you shouldn't be going for that. Move. And, and it's kind of funny, like, you know, in our race, um, we usually, we always, me and Carlos will usually always like like to go through the race incident report that you guys like the that you guys write, and then we'll go through the race and then kind of <clears throat> do like our own thing and see if if maybe like our like the way we would perceive as stewards would agree kind of like with what you guys are saying essentially, mm -hmm. uh, which is you know you guys usually we usually agree pretty much like ninety nine percent of the time. Mm -hmm. There might be like some incidents or something like for example like you know what happened with uh to us like our gt3 car where you know the the whole left side of the field basically took off with the gt and then start. we were on yeah. that the start yeah so like for me for me i you know i would have been like okay caution redress the field um immediately because you could just see that just from looking at it from the five ten seconds of of looking at the replay um, and that would, for me, that that's, you know, that would have been the, the just course instead of maybe going like waiting the couple laps to let the, you know, kind of let those cars go or build that gap. Because by the time we crossed the line, you know, they were already like 10, 15 seconds ahead of us, you know? Yeah. So when yeah. you, when you give them that, when you give them that, you know, drive through <clears throat> penalty, the only car that was ineffective was, you know, the impulse car because they were so far ahead of the field that it negated that, you know, that penalty essentially. So even though we, we came out uh, like two, it was like two seconds ahead. No, not two seconds ahead. We were two seconds behind them when they came out of the, the start, the, you know, the drive-through. Um, but still, it's just like, you know, you're like, oh, well, you know, this could have been, handled it differently but it, you know that's yeah. just kind of how yeah and it's always uh, at, at, at the end of the day at the end of the day we knew like hey you know there's going to be a caution yeah. eventually so let's just kind of put our heads down and focus on our laps our race and you know we'll, we'll worry about you know uh, the rest later but um yeah you know, it's, it's, Sorry, I'm, it's, I'm, listen, I'm listening here. Um, I'm just trying to, my can, my computer, I'm not on my normal computer. And, and right now my, uh, my, my recording oh, okay. thing is telling yeah, me my fine. CPU is overloaded. So I'm listening. I'm oh, trying man. to stop all of my processes that I don't need right now. Um, yeah. But, okay. Yeah. I think, That's I think fine. it's, it's good that, you know, you guys, and I, I'm sure other teams do as well, uh, kind of go yeah. back and we'll have a look and read through to see, you know, what, yeah. what's our take on yeah. this? Like, and you know, if there yeah. are differences, why are there differences? Why do we think this? And then kind of like, yeah. you know, thinking it over themselves yeah. first and be like, okay, you know, that's yeah. how we arrived at this conclusion compared to them um, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And yeah, the start was definitely yeah. uh, like being a novel situation. Um, yeah, that's never happened. It's definitely. I know that's never happened ever, you know, in, in, in the history yeah. of, you know, IVRA, uh, yeah. EGFX. Um, but I guess it's just more along the lines of, you know, if you've kind of, you know, seen enough racing and stuff like that, that, that should be like the first thing that comes to your mind, especially it's just like, oh, okay, you know, like safety car, <laughs> redress the field. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's all good. Um, yeah, it's always but, but going back, yeah, but going back to like the whole, um, 
you know, having those stiffer penalties did clean up, you know, the field. Like, especially mm -hmm. towards the end of, of TGFX, see, I think it was season five. The season, you know, or six, I think it was something like that. Um, to what it is now today, obviously, you know, like, you know, I think the penalties are fair. It does promote clean racing, you know, and, and but it's like you're saying, like, at the end of the day, it does come to the team and, and that person driving, like, you know, you, know, you mm -hmm. kind of have to know how people, you know, like our job when we're as team managers or drivers, it's, a, you know, we have to kind of know how people react under certain conditions, yeah. you know, especially mm -hmm. like frustrating conditions where they get taken out and then it's just red mist, you know, where, you know, we're in the background, be like, hey, like, you know, don't worry about it. It's yeah. all right you know, calm down or something like that, you know, <laughs> because, yeah. you know, usually that's just the psychology of things where, you know, you know, people get red, that red mist and it's just like, nothing matters. I mean, it's happened to me. It's, it's happened to, you know, everybody else. So yeah. I think, yeah, for sure. At some point, most people have had it. Yep. You just, you see red and you're just like, okay, I got to do what I'm going to do now, but yeah, <laughs> not thinking exactly. it through much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially, especially now that, you know, like the whole, cause before, you know how we had the incident limit and stuff like that. Now mm -hmm. we don't really have that. So, you know, you get red misted. It's like, Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Like I know one X's are, you know, it doesn't really matter anymore. So I'm just going to, you know, go even harder now okay. uh, than what it was before. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always interesting to hear, you know, how everybody kind of does the, you know, the, the way they manage their teams and stuff like that. And, um, you know, a lot of it is actually very much the same, like, especially throughout yeah. some of these, you know, teams, you know, the way they, they prepare, uh, although we, we kind of prepare differently just because, um, you know, the, we don't really have a whole lot of time. Uh, so we kind of have to make our time as efficient as possible. Uh, and it was, it, we kind of go through the philosophy of like what uh martin Kronke said uh he wrote an article years a couple years back about the way they practice in, in coanda um i don't know if that's the same now but at that time you know they were basically doing like two hour two hour blocks of, of practice essentially so like yeah. every day they would just do two hours and within that two hours they would try and accomplish as much as they could you know along with right. with driving and, and we've we've kind of stuck to that philosophy uh, pretty much so and, and it's worked out well so nice. you know when we when we try and prepare you'll usually we'll, we'll do like you know the weekend before we'll start and then throughout the week we kind of basically you know try and get the set done within the first two or three days and then um kind of just practice off that and um usually when we kind of look at the um the free practice sessions we'll kind of just look at where everybody's at, uh, you know, basically look at uh, ourselves, our pace, uh, see if we're missing anything. Uh, sometimes we do. Sometimes like our set is, you know, uh, just doesn't work how we would think. Uh, it's kind of, and it kind of happened in club sport where uh, we built a set uh, for the new person, the cup car. Um, we were like, we were like, we don't, we were blind. Basically we're like, I don't know. How the how this car wants to react because the tires were doing something different, and then you know the whole car was just not. I you know I basically was like I hate this car, you know, like I don't want to drive this. And, you know, and it just basically turned up. 
it just basically turned out that you know the the set we made kind of worked out in our favor in that instance but we've had other times where you know like our set is just not on par there and it's missing a couple tents and you know we kind of just have to you know run with it so to speak so we, yeah. we usually try and do our due diligence you know i'm sure every team does that uh in that case kind of look at where everybody is you know usually by now we know if people are sandbagging or not um so we you know we'll usually like deduct a couple tents or something like that um yeah. but uh but for the most part you know we try and keep it you know at, at those two hours and then if, if we need to make changes we will but uh it, it's worked out well for us nice. you know we haven't had any 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 problems in in that regard but and again it just comes to trying to be flexible you know with every team member because you know everybody's from everywhere yeah. different time zones you know it, it's yeah. tough managing uh a pretty big group of guys it can be yeah especially with the time zones yeah. even even internally with us at ibra you know it's like it means that you know sometimes casper has some pretty late nights and yeah you know yeah. sometimes like my my early day or you know up until midday is you know prioritized around this stuff and then i have to get to other stuff later in the day mm -hmm. um so but most of the time it works out i think for everybody which is good like you know as long as yeah, you're yeah. organizationally like you can put things together then you know it'll yeah. work out and you know you guys as a team um just as i remember saying this to uh i don't know if it was casper or somebody else but uh just i think it's always interesting when you compete against people um and you kind of see mm -hmm. them grow you know what i mean um yeah. this is something that that i always look at and, and maybe that's just uh i've mentioned in the past like my my coaching lens like I, i've been a coach for a long time so it's just just you look at things a certain way after that, you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah. seeing people progress is something that you always like to see. Um, and just, you know, mentioning earlier in the Daytona race, like you guys getting taken out and uh, now going to being consistent and, uh, you know, usually battling for podium positions uh, or at least top five is a cool thing to see. Um, so, you know, it, it definitely shows the, the time and the effort put in uh, to kind of, you know, figuring everything out, figuring out your groove, like what works for you guys, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, I would say I would say that's that's actually been a pretty big plus for us because, you know, it wasn't we may not always have the like the ultimate pace like like some tracks we will, and, and you can see it in the, like the, the the TFR lab statistics where we're like within that top ten. Mm -hmm. um, but I think our biggest strength is when it comes to strategy. Mm -hmm uh throughout the race uh and knowing the rules because what <laughs> what we found is you know a lot of teams will kind of just gloss over the rules so yeah I, I don't know if you're if you remember uh just to point out like last season uh for spa for example like you know what's sorry last season for round one spa if you remember the first oh, okay, race yeah, with the lp2 yeah. yeah um we basically Took like a couple hit, like we were leading like you know through those first couple hours and then we got hit with a couple drive-throughs and stuff like that so mm -hmm. we kind of fell back behind um but then uh what was it uh, towards the late hour uh when there was like uh 38 minutes left or something like that we decided to come in early just because we had that experience where you know we knew and the rules were saying like okay you know after 30 minutes there's not going to be any safety cars or anything like that. So yeah. 
you know, there, there still is that possibility of, well, let's just come in and, and, and top the car off because, you know, we, we'd be fine. We wouldn't yeah. have to worry about that. And sure enough, look uh, what happens was like two laps later, you yep. know, the, the safety car rolls out. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, when it comes to having people on the track, we had like, you know, usually we'll have like our strategist, Andrew, he'll be, you know, looking around the track and stuff like that. Um, but I think for this race, we actually had uh, one or two people looking at the pits as well. Mm -hmm. um, just because, you know, we, we I, I, before, I think during that, before that season, I think you guys had missed uh, a couple of like pit penalties. Okay. So we were like, we were like, hey, let's just add a couple of people so we can throw in the, the incident report sheet if they break the rules. Um, <laughs> okay. So, you know, you know, the, it was, it was it like the top four car or something like that. They yeah. had to get emergency service, but they, uh, they ran through the pit exit or something like that. It was something weird like that. Um, so we basically put in those, those protests. We were like, oh my God, you know, we're going to be P1 because these guys didn't read the rules that, you know, they had to wait at the pit exit cone to let the yeah. field pass by. Which is actually uh, a very surprising recurring yeah. penalty. It seems like yeah. every yeah. every race that we. But here's here's the thing about that though. It's what I found it. and noticed is like in the heat of the moment, yeah. you're going to automatically revert to what you know the muscle memory is. Yeah. And if you do a lot of official races, and if you've never done eyebrow, for example, and you don't really know and practice the rules, then you're going to essentially you know, break that rule, which is one of the more common ones uh, yeah. that we've seen. Especially, oh, and the other one too is, you know, once that safety car rolls out, you can't, you know, you can't basically, you basically have to come in and get emergency service and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, or if not, basically come back out again, if you have yeah. the feel for it. Yeah. Um, and you guys actually, it probably one of like the greatest strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like single yeah, games no. was uh, Mid-Ohio yeah. last yeah. season. Uh, yeah. did you, so basically, uh, for people that weren't around or, or, or weren't watching it, you guys, uh, there was, I think it was VEC and maybe another team. I think it was both Porsches, but kind of like through, um, shoot, what turns would that be? I guess like eight or nine or something. Like as you mm -hmm. come through the, the S section and then yeah. there was kind of like the valley here. before you yeah. get to the left to go to the final turn. They mm -hmm. had gone off there and they needed to tow and yeah. you guys just dipped into the pits and were like yeah probably a couple st stall lengths away from from making yeah. it versus getting a penalty and you were able to do that and i don't remember the result you guys got but if it wasn't the we, we won we won that race. yeah 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 and it basically came down to that so did you have yeah. somebody that was watching for yeah yeah we had we had a safety car coming yeah we had andrew well no because what happened was uh we had andrew our strategist and what happened was i came i was only like a couple cars behind after that happened so i saw as i was coming through the start finish line i saw the porsche you know basically hugging that wall and i was like hey like oh you know like they're gonna call you know watch this porsche they're probably it's pretty badly damaged they're probably gonna call a safety car so you know our guys was were basically like watching that guy for the entire race so we were like all right we need to come in so i was like 
trying to haul ass trying to get to the pits. Uh, and, and and what's funny was it's like you saw I was trying to pass a car on the outside, but I hit the marbles and the car immediately went straight into the 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 wall uh, towards the you know the pit entrance. Yeah. Uh so when they so when the broadcast cut back to us, it you basically saw me at the tire wall. And it was just because, you know, I was trying to, you know, hurry up and the outside line was just horrible. So we basically <laughs> like, you know, dipped in, you know, as soon as, as, as pretty much the, the yellow uh, was called. So we were like, oh, we were like, oh my God, you know, you just basically saved uh, a whole, a whole stop. So, and that kind of goes back to VIR too, if you don't remember when, we, you know, uh, we went like three laps down, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but because, down. but because of the class, the class restart, we mm. were able to to make that whole. And then we made the mistake of, you know, taking tires and at the end, and not taking tires, and we probably would have won that race too. But uh, you know, that's just really? kind of one of those. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of one of those decisions where, like, well, you know. Whatever <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. That's something that I always, I always loved about it. Um, with, with racing with safety cars is like, for the yeah. most part, you can always get yourself back into it if, mm -hmm. if you can sort yourself out and just figure yeah. out, like how to make it work. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. to take the pairs if you need it, how to stay on a, on the lap you need to be on and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, you know, you're never, you're never yeah. quite out of it unless you know you're your TCR rockets into, into orbit. Like we've had yeah. it. <laughs> and, some and, and usually, last year. Yeah. And usually that we always go expecting that always pretty much. It's like, Oh, you know, there's going to be a safety car. You know, you don't need to go out all out because it's going to come back again. The funny thing was, is like club sport didn't have its first safety car. And we yeah. were worried that in the whole entire race, because you know, we weren't that much. I mean, we were quick, but we weren't that quick compared to um, what's the team? Uh, I think Impulse with Pascal. He, I mean, he was the fastest by like, a, it was like, I don't know, 50 hundreds or something like that. It wasn't a whole lot, but their car was set up to where they were much quicker on the exit acceleration. So they were using a little bit less wing. Um, so we were like, oh my God, if we have a safety car and we have to fight with these guys, like, oh, it's going to be crazy. But mm -hmm. it turned out that, you know, there were no safety cars, but that's just how Montegui is uh, as well. So, yeah, uh, love space. so we were, so we were surprised. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it's fair that you're surprised. Like that's the first one we ever had where we didn't have a safety car. Um, yeah. and how much did it change your guys' strategy throughout the race as it kind of just kept going and you're like, okay, maybe we won't have one. Like everything's pretty clean right now. Like, well, we, we were just going go like, okay, to like hit stints. You know what I mean? Well, that too. And just trying to stay clean in traffic, but it, it wasn't until the last 30 minutes because that's just how the rules are. You know, once we got to like that 25 minute mark, we were like, okay, we're, we're good. You know, let's, yeah. let's just focus on what we need to do for this last stop. Now that we know that there isn't going to be a safety car, but we're, <laughs> yeah. we're always worried until that, you know, 30 minute mark. We're always, we're always worried. We're always, we always know there's going to be something yeah, crazy, think, something going on. But yeah, I think for Motegi, the bigger, the bigger challenge that we had was with, um, with minimum drive times. 
Oh yeah, that was Miguel. That was Miguel had to finish. I think it was Miguel that had to finish the race instead of uh, Tristan. Graham, much faster. No, Graham. But we couldn't really put him back in the car. Or Graham was driving, and then Tristan couldn't get back in the car. Yeah, um, Yeah. because he would have gone over the drive time. So that was really the only the only kind of strategy change on the. Um, And after that, kind of sucks because. You know, you have one guy that's that should be in the car that you know it's your 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 silver bullet if you want to think of it that way, mm-hmm. and yeah. you just can't use it. Because, you know, then you have to abide by the rules. So it's a toss up in those senses, um, yeah. and it's one of the things that we brought up to you guys to make sure it's drive time as opposed to laps or whatever whatever it is. So it's a bit more yeah. consistent. But that was not, <clears throat> not having not having a caution really threw us off a ball uh, for for a ride there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. But yeah, I, it's it's not in the rules, basically. And and we didn't have we didn't have our strategies. Well, I mean, he kind of was looking through Discord because I was asking him questions, um, but he wasn't with us yeah. that that day. So it was basically it fell on me to basically kind of go through everything. So I spent like thirty minutes basically trying to make sure, like, are we good on drive time? Are we not? <laughs> like, well, what's going on? Like, uh, but luckily, you know, they just kind of it, it kind of just fell and. Um, you know, we, we got that win. Oh, nice. So, but we were and, we were uh, worried you, the entire time. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys yeah. think about the next rounds that are coming up? How are you feeling for them? Do you like the um, tracks? Uh, I haven't driven Red Bull Ring yet. Uh, I, I mean, I know the track, but I haven't driven it uh, yet for iRacing. And um, hopefully, well, we'll see. I guess, obviously, you know, I got to start you know, doing all the testing and stuff like that um, uh, for all the other cars too. So we'll, we'll see what the data says on, on, on that. So usually it's kind of nice to be able to, now now that I can step back a little bit, um, you know, kind of help more on that side. Because I, I do love, you know, doing the BOP and, and the, data, the data side of things. I still love that. Um, yeah. That kind of just keeps my skills kind of sharp in terms of being able to practice in different cars and things like that. Yeah. Um, for anybody yeah, that, just, which just is, as Miguel says that, for anybody that doesn't know, we have, so we have like a BOP uh, kind of team that that helps out yeah. with creating the BOP. Yeah, committee. Yeah. yeah, and so uh, TFR Labs are the ones that, that kind of uh, are, are the main source of the data and kind of uh, like directing, you know, where, like power reduction or, or weight increases yeah. and stuff like that should go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a handful of pro drivers that are, you know, within Ivra and others that aren't within Ivra that will, you know, go through and, and do just a lot of laps for us. Yeah. Um, and, and I, uh, and I still can't believe we were able to, to get all that data after the new build after came the out. Build, that was, that was nuts. Like two, yeah. So we had two days, we had two days. To yeah, get all yeah, that yeah. Done. We had two days, and we and we got basically like forty hours of testing done between all the drivers. Yeah. Um, and it's you know it's not just like qualifying; it's it's full race stints, and then it's you know looking at mm-hmm. different uh, ballasts and you know what like yeah. you know x number of laps with this ballast in this car, plus you know add another twenty, test it again, add another twenty, test it again. Yeah. test the weight like the the power reductions yeah. it's it's a lot but i think like 
you know, for us, it's important because uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's the integrity side of things. It's like, you know, if we yeah. want to make the best uh, series that there is to race for, for all you guys that are racing yep. in it, like that's the work we have to do. If it takes a lot of time, it does, yeah. but you know, like, we want and, to and that's sure why that we were, yeah, exactly. And that's what we were like, Hey, you know, like, you know, the, the Iver guys ask us to help out with this and, you know, we're all for it just because myself personally, like I want things to be as competitive as possible, you know, like obviously, yes, you know, some cars will do a little bit better as certain tracks than other cars, but us having that, that option of being able to tune these cars to, you know, per specific track for BOP, it just makes it more competitive for everybody where, you yeah. know, you, you don't feel like, oh, you know, you know, team one got lucky uh, for the win just because they were in that super OP car, you know, that yeah. can, can run, you know, an excess amount of time or can, can go these two to three extra laps because of fuel, because it uses so much less fuel and just, just stuff yeah. like that. So that's great. Uh, Cause then it's just, you know, like you get people that yeah. are, are driving cars that suit their driving style. Uh, and yeah. it's just, you know, true racing rather than just, yeah, exactly. To, yeah. You know? Yeah. So and and I think it's funny. Yeah, I mean, it's, funny. it's funny too. Uh, you know, when we were kind of picking cars, uh, you know, the, the, the guys in my team are like, oh, well, you know, should we go? I would love to drive the Porsche, but it's not going to be the fastest car. I'm like, just pick whatever car you want, man. Like, there's going to be a BOP. They're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, it's going to be BOP for track. Don't worry about it. Just, yeah. you know. And I think that's one of the bigger the bigger differences with, with IVRA is that we know yeah. we know the BOP is going to be efficient. Like, most people, when they do BOP for whatever series, they're all just like, oh, they can all do the same lap time. And they're balanced because they can do the same lap time. But you know, <laughs> some cars are going to have certain strength. Some cars yeah. are going to have strength pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah, they can yeah. make the certain lap time, but on acceleration, out they're gone. So yeah. the car trailing is never going to yeah. be able to catch it, even though it's doing the exact same lap time, right? So yeah. our, our, even for even for for our own championship, that's kind of always been the philosophy that we try to apply. It's like, yeah, mm -hmm. they can do the certain lap time, but do they have an equal opportunity to attack the car in front. Yeah. yeah. You know, and we've seen that with some cars, it's it's really tough to 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 have them at that level where you have to kind of give it up in a way. So well it's just a track dependent thing. But especially the that's the BMW and the Porsche last season uh in GT4s yeah. just yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You couldn't, yeah. you couldn't touch it. Like, yeah, Porsche, right. you're great on on corners and curves, and then as soon as you yeah. get a chance to pull away in the BMW, like you make up all your time on a lap there, basically. Right. Yeah. And yeah, and it. then you look yeah, at which is like, well, it's about the same thing, you know. Except for I think it was uh, yeah. the summer series where where it was really off, but it's always gonna be like that. There's always gonna be one strength that's better than other. Yeah. Even though they have the same lap time, so that's why a lot of people focus. And and we we internally is like that makes no sense. It can all do yeah. this lap time, but yeah. you got well, to be able to attack. If you remember, if you remember last season in the the summer series when we were fighting Manatee, you know they were in the BMW, we were in the Porsche, and then we went to Imola. Mm -hmm. And then I have basically mentioned like, hey, like this the BMW needs to get BOP because it's basically running like a second a lap faster, and it can like. At that time, they, they hadn't um, reduced the draft, so the car had a ton of, of, of draft power uh, where it was mm -hmm. passing like you know, two to three Porsches easily by the end of that 
straight at, at Imola. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, it, you know, the, the, there wasn't any POP applied. So when the race came, it was just like, all right, so we, we were driving it and it was just like, they just basically like just took off like a second a lap faster than we were. We just couldn't do anything. It was just like, well, I mean, there's nothing we can do. You know, yeah. it is what it is. So that's, and that's like, that's part of why we changed the, like our approach to BOP2 this season. Cause yeah, you know, yeah. We, we know which we I was happy, which I was happy for. Cause yeah. yeah. Cause uh, that was, that was, that was difficult to do like last season because you know, we knew those differences existed, but we just yeah. didn't know the best kind of way to approach it at the time. Right. Uh, Cause like technically you can do the same lap time. Um, and so, you know, building out from that's tough without the same type of data that we have now. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, I think, I think this year it's tough. been going well. The, the first race for endurance, I thought the BOP worked out pretty well. Um, yeah. Upsport. Yeah, we were so, pretty much bang on. I mean, for for the limited time that we had, we you know we got it. We, we got that baseline that we needed essentially. You know, especially yeah. knowing kind of that i racing essentially changed a couple of things. You know, the way they, you know, the turbo cars will be dependent on altitude with power, and also, you know they'll be more powerful at altitude. So it's like yeah. now it's like another level that we have to kind of take into consideration. That's something so, we have to look for coming up with the uh, Red Bull ring because Red you know it's right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, like that'll so it's likely be like, power reduction. We'll see. Um, which is which is funny because I know somebody mentioned on the Discord like, oh, you know, Red Bull ring. Uh, I think they were driving the BMW. Like, so I guess the BMW is going to get a power number. I was like, yep. More than likely, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, hopefully. yeah, it, it was, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, but it it's, was good. it's good so far, and hopefully in the next few days we'll be able to get that all together. We've got uh, the first race for the the HyperX GT Sprint Series this weekend, so that's kind of the priority for BOP now, and that should be done, you know, hopefully today uh, for sure though before FP two uh, yeah starts up in the next couple of days. Um, and then, yeah, that won't be as as often as as endurance having like every single race for endurance, but you know we'll revisit yeah. when we need to. Um, yeah, which is yeah, which is same same with um, like even though club sport, like you know the the the, the funny thing is just like you're saying, like club sport just basically came out to like you know unfortunately we can't we were we're kind of hamstrung because the way the cars were built, you know the Porsche obviously is going to be quicker, even with 20 kilos. Like we were mm -hmm. finding out like, oh, like the more weight we add, the faster it gets. Like, well, what's up with that? <laughs> if you remember. And then yeah. it's just like the BMW and the McLaren. It's like, well, you know, you have to use second gear out of the corners and, you, and they're too short. So you have to use third. And that's where all that time loss is. So it's just like, yeah. yeah. But it's fun though. I mean, it's fun going through all that data, you know, just to seeing how the cars you know, kind of react and, and stuff like that. So yeah. it'd be nice to actually get more options in terms of, you know, for admins and stuff like that, that, you know, do these type of races, uh, these leagues and stuff like that. Like, I think there aren't enough uh, options per se, uh, uh, you know, for the admins. Like we Maybe still- Maybe one day uh, that'd be cool if they, they kind of added more, I guess, just protocol into to what you can do on the, the admin side. It'd definitely be cool. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Now that's, um, that's are you guys? Needed. Yeah. So speaking of the the hyper series, are you guys in that? I don't think you are. 
this season? No, we 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 had somebody. I think Graham. Um, he wanted to do it, but I, it just came down to like we were doing endurance and club sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So attacking on another series was was going to be pretty tough for us, especially with the schedule that we have. Yeah. Um, I, and even now, like right now, we're kind of facing the issue of a lot of us. Some of us are going to be going to Road Atlanta for the race, the real race. Yep. In oh, November. sick. Yeah. So we were. That's why I remember. I was, I think I pinged you. So I'm like, hey, like, yeah. is yeah. there a reason why you guys like put <laughs> like this is gonna suck for for us? So. Um, Man, scheduling so, seasons is intense. There's so many. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, real life yeah, events, absolutely. events that are just yeah. constantly taking place. Yeah, it's nuts. and it's tough too because what we found out as well is that you kind of have to go with the schedule of the broadcaster too as well. Like when we were, yeah. you know, for our league, um, you know, we basically asked them like, "Hey, like, what are the days that you have available?" And then we kind of go back and forth. So you know, we would love to do. Uh, on the weekends, but the the problem is that at the end of the day, it's just that they have so much stuff on the weekends that it's yeah. just hard. What do you guys broadcast kind of schedule with? in? We've gone with SimSpeed just because we've known them uh, for mm-hmm. a couple of years. Um, so those guys, those guys have been great. Uh, nice. And then uh, we basically uh, do it every Thursday, right? Yeah, no, like. Every bi-weekly Thursday. It's bi-weekly Thursdays. We've been we've been looking at changing formats a couple times and kind of yeah. condense the season a little bit so it kind of fits. So we don't have to do we don't have to we don't have issues with um with builds. Like we done we done eight rounds bi-weekly and we always end up having one build after round two and one build after like round seven. So we always kind of struggle with that a little bit. So we've been trying to make yeah. some changes. But it's yeah. it's like a whole bunch of moving pieces between us, the broadcaster, you know, yeah. the, the partners. Yeah. That, that so it's kind of been like, oh, so what do we do now? So and then, you know, yeah. something else that you have to consider too is is other series. Like you know, obviously you're competing against them for for the people right. that you want to be racing. But at the same right. time, like you have to be aware that you know when their schedule is running is also is going to contribute to, you know, who can run in yours. Right. right uh, exactly. So there's, yeah, there's, there's so many different things that, that go into it. Yeah. Um, our, our main, our main thing for our series, for example, we wanted to kind of promote a more competitive atmosphere for the, the U S guys, because yeah, I mean, at the end of the yeah. day, I mean, like it's it, when it comes to the roadside, it's, it's very European heavy. Um, For sure. And there's really only a couple, you know, in the U.S. that have that kind of pace. So, you know, we wanted to kind of bring that forward to, to kind of help those those guys kind of, you know, come come up and stuff like that. And yeah, um, it, it's kind of helped out. I mean, we always get asked like, when's the next the next one coming? Yeah. Um, but it's it's definitely tough to to kind of schedule all that, you know, especially when we got all. You know our other duties with you know like ibra and stuff like that so you know before we we would always do like ivra or neo or co and then the special events but it just got to be you know it's just way too much like i think you should just focus on one or two and then just keep it at that and, and have For fun sure. with it so yeah yeah um guys i gotta run fairly soon here uh i've got another kind of uh like conferencey thing coming up um yeah. We have a few minutes. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to, to talk about or mention just before we sign off for today? 
No, I think it's been I'm a pretty good sure. one. We've we've covered a lot of stuff. I <laughs> yeah. thought it was a pretty good yeah. 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 Yeah, I actually, like you said, do... it's finally good to it's kind of finally good to put you know faces to to names like I did. Like I've talked to you several times and yeah. a couple times I gone into the the race control room and kind of cuss a ruckus and not know those faces. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's always it's always good to and at the end of the day, you know, uh, as much as competitive and realistic that we want to make this my my biggest takeaway has always been the friends that I've made along the way. Yeah. You know, it's like we yeah. not just the teams not just people that we met within our team, but we met so many people that we end up, you know, when we go when we went to Daytona, we were all walking down and um, um, Zach, Zach and David Haynes, like a whole bunch of people just recognized the name of the shares. Like, oh my God, you guys are Geo, and then we started talking. <laughs> that happened to me yeah. at Watkins. My brother and I went to Watkins Glen, and I saw a few few guys with uh, huge ass shirts on, and we were like, right, it's huge ass, yeah, yeah. You just, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, so it's always good, and you end up meeting them and kind of hanging out and, and developing friendships. So it's always been it's always been the more important aspect for me. You know, it's a social yeah. thing after all. Even though yeah, it's that that big. camaraderie that, that you build up with everybody. It's yeah, for sure. Definitely a big a big thing. So yeah, and it's it's yeah. true. Like you know, everybody everybody kind of uh, their like competitive headspace can be different. But at the end of the day, you know, I think. 95% or more of us are all here for the same reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, sure. And, you know, more yeah. than likely all of us would get along if, if it was just talking like it is now, you know, but sometimes yeah. that's not yeah. conveyed through just text or, you know, right. somebody being super pissed. They're not, they're not actually being a dick. You know what I mean? Right. Or they're not like yeah. intending yeah. to be. Uh, yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's just, just, you know, Okay, take your time out for a second, man. Just chill. Like, right. think about what you're saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, we've, yeah, we've had think, that. I think, a lot. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's all good, and uh, and yeah, definitely agree. It's 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 really nice to put a a, a face to a name. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's nice that you're doing. Because uh, I remember a couple of, uh, was it? I don't know what team. I don't even remember what team it was. It was doing like these podcasts for like a little while. It was like a Porsche know. team on. Um, DGFX. I was trying to look up their their. Um, oh their uh, yeah, MOATF. I think MOATF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah My yeah, opinion, they're both cool. fact or something, something like that. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think they were involved with maybe for a while, or there yeah. was like a combination of stuff there. Yeah, I, I do remember that. Yeah, they were trying to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I always think it's always nice to kind of get to know. You know, kind of the the teams and you know the history and, and stuff like that and how they go uh, about their things. So uh, I'm super happy that you're doing these these podcasts. Finally, yeah, finally. Thanks, man. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, yeah, honestly, like it was it was mentioned in the past, and uh, it, it was one of the things that like you know we we had always wanted to get to, but with with a lot of the other plans and everything else, you kind of like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, prior right now, yeah. and hopefully this. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. To be honest, like it's it's got better reception than I thought it would. Like I wasn't maybe not better than I thought, but just, I had no idea what the reception would be like, you know, um, yeah, yeah. if people would be interested, yeah. if people would, would actually listen to it or not. Uh, but, you know, regardless of that, I did think it was important that like, you know, at least we tried uh, because for the community and, and just the thought of the community, it was, uh, you know, a good thing that, 
we do start to, and it is cool to like, you know, learn about teams and, and who these people actually are and yeah. how yeah. you guys approach races and, and like, how are these people thinking? Because, you know, when you get on track too, like it helps you to understand that, okay, like, you know, I'm thinking about this one way, but maybe that's not the best way. Cause now I see other people are doing it different ways and that works for them. Yeah. So, you know, does that mean I can get better by like incorporating something like this or, you know, vice versa? It just, it opens up a lot of doors for that kind of stuff too. So it, yeah, it actually gets worse Definitely. for us. Cause every time you interview somebody, <laughs> we're like, we're like, Oh my God, dude, this guy's so young. Like, <laughs> it's like we're so old. Man. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so true. Yeah. 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 I, I just want to say, I, like, oh, yeah, wait, wait until you're 38. Let's see what you're doing. Let's see what you're doing. See what you're doing. Yeah, there's a, there's a guy that uh, just, like, you know, speaking of, like, more, like, North American-centric leagues, like, you guys run one, and, uh, like, I still try to get into race when I can, and uh, I do, like, you know, private leagues still. So there's one that I'm running right now that's uh, Rickmotech. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, this, we know yeah this, this young dude, Elvis Rankin, like, basically, like, if you watch him getting interviewed, you can you can basically track him going through puberty. He's so young. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and now yeah. he's all of a sudden, he's like, I think he's like 14 or 15 or something. And like, he stopped racing in this season because he's like got his pro license now. And he's like, yeah. going oh, nice. after real world yeah. stuff, which is just like ludicrous. But uh yeah it's yeah it's simultaneously we, super cool to see these these young kids uh doing yeah, well we, in this and like we oh had, my god uh, like they're 15 to 20 years younger than i am <laughs> yeah yeah we ha we've had a couple of young guys um uh we had uh, elias Seppinen. he's he's on bs now he's on bs competition yes sport yeah cool. so um chris Solom, he's in team redline he he was with us for a while mm -hmm. um I think he still has a record for the most, or, or our team has the records for the most uh, spa incidents from like two years ago. Oh God. I think we, I think we still, yeah. because we're still uh, we were pissed off because they were like, oh, we're not going to have any incidents. So we're like, all right, cool. Then let's, let's have fun with this. Yeah. I think Hugh Jass was doing it too. And I think we ended up. I think there. everybody was doing it. I think that yeah, was yeah, that yeah. race. Uh, it was, uh, it was Lando and Max Verstappen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, car, yeah. And they were going, they were going out from on the dirt, like on the actual dirt before the back straight, like that double right hander. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Out yeah. In the middle of the yeah. dirt, just because they had yeah. to grip somehow, yeah. and they just yeah. off they went, and we're like, okay, that's a bit much. we couldn't really fault them because we told you know, everybody told our racing at the time, it's like. You need to fix that. I mean, you need to put an incident limit because people will abuse it, even yeah. not, not to that extreme. But people will abuse it regardless, and then lo and behold, yeah, people did. Yeah, so yeah, but 100%. yeah, I mean, those, and those guys, you know, they they've gone and, and done great things. Uh, yeah. You know, Nathan Lewis was another one that was with us for a while. Uh, he's in BS now as well. He's doing very well. Um, you know, so for the most part, we always get like you know, kind of. The younger guys that we kind of bring up and then you know they go off and, and uh go up to those bigger legacy teams you know to, to drive and it's great to see that they mm -hmm. you know kind of take in that what we teach them essentially and, and kind of teach them the tricks of okay well this is what you need to do with the setup and stuff like that and mm. you know but at, at the end of the day it's all you know it's all practice like you know 
you still need to put in the time. Like that's the only thing you can't buy. You can always buy the, the best of the best in terms of equipment, yeah. you know, PC and all that stuff. But you know, that's what we always tell our guys is you got to put the time in, you know, otherwise, you know, you're not really going to go anywhere. So. Yeah. Uh, and definitely the advantage of, of the younger crowd is that they, they have much more of that. Um, yeah. 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 Great. All the power to yeah. the board, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, was, I went through that. I went through that too. When you know, after I got back from deployment, and I was going through my medical thing for my back, you know, I had basically was just going to therapy uh, for my back, so I had a lot of time to, yeah. to basically kind of drive and you know bring bring myself up. Uh, but obviously now it's just like now I work afternoons. I have like you know time is is super hard now to come by, so it's just like oh I'm gonna yeah. do this instead of racing. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah. So enjoy. So if I would say to the young guys, enjoy it as much as you can. You can. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You so get, in, yeah. get married, yeah, have absolutely. a kid, and get older, you know, it's going to be it's going to be tough. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wise words. I like it. Um, yeah. Cool, guys. Well, thanks a lot. Um, this was a fun one. Uh, I also just noticed, and I do like your sweaters. I want to potentially get some. Oh, yeah, yeah. At yeah. some point. Um, yeah. Yeah, nice we're one. working on that. We're trying to, trying to get our our merch stuff back up again and uh, nice. I mean we actually do on our website uh we we do have merch up that you can buy but uh not nothing like you know this nice yeah, this were this were specially made for the team yeah yeah, so, yeah. We, do. <laughs> we do gotta we do gotta get another run of, of new stuff up so yeah. we'll, get, we'll get to uh, add that to the to-do list nice. yeah that's in our to-do list for sure <laughs> I'll keep an eye out. Um, cool, guys. Well, thanks That's again. Cool, um, and uh, yeah, yeah we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. We'll see you on the track. And uh, for everybody else watching, we'll uh, see you guys next week. Yep. Take it easy, guys. Awesome. Take care. Thanks, everybody. Yep. Cool, cool.